Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fansided. I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, guys? I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond, and we are 16 episodes in. And if you tuned in last week, then you know what we're talking about. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. <laughs> chocolate cake. No more fruit cake. Yes, just chocolate <laughs> yeah. cake. Hopefully yeah. there'll never be any fruit cake. Yeah. But yeah, the Saints are doing well, guys, and we are really happy to announce that the Saints are at 500. Heading into their bye week, they are 2-2, two and two, and our next game isn't until week 6 against the Detroit Lions. That should be a heck of a yeah. matchup. We'll see if the, until uh, then. Yeah, we'll see if yeah. the rest benefits us or it keeps us rusty. That's always something. But uh, you have Hopefully a stat pertaining to the bye week, which we'll get to in, in a little bit, which, which interests me. Yeah. So. That's going to be interesting to see. And Detroit's a pretty good team. Uh, but we won't have a preview for the Lions game until next week, obviously, because it's going to be a bye. So uh, yep. the next podcast, look out for the Lions um, preview podcast. Yep. Yeah, so now we shall move on to everything incredible, starting with Articles of the Week. So in case you've been living under a rock, Articles of the Week is basically a simple little segment Day and I like to do where we give credit not only to ourselves because, you know, we run this podcast, but to other writers at Who That Dish who contribute fabulous, amazing, incredible articles to that amazing website. So I shall go first. And I don't have an article out, but I am writing a very big one coming out. It's going to be pertaining to the New Orleans Saints and specific statistics. Because have you ever had that moment? Where if you're a sports fan and you love looking up statistics, but it gets really lazy and you're really bored and you in the end don't end up doing it, well, that happens to me. So I decided to take it upon myself and uh, get all the stats for the necessary players you want to know about. So look forward to that coming your way, hopefully this week. But for the article I would like to mention from another person, that is going to be from our lovely writer, Tony Twilley. And he has an article out. Uh, this week that is called Fixable Issues and Sinks 20-0 Win Over the Dolphins. So basically what he gets into is just basically giving a recap of the St. Dolphins game. As great as it was, it wasn't the prettiest of games. He gets into what can be uh, fixed, what can be proved on, because obviously our next week, uh, not next week, but the week after when we play the Detroit Lions, we will need to play some just about perfect football because they are a very good team. So that's all I've got, Dayton. It's all on you now. All right. Yeah, I wanted to point out um, a, or I want to highlight a fantastic article by one of our newer writers. Uh, he's been here for about two weeks uh, on hoodatdish.com. EJ Terry, a great guy. Give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, he's active on there as well. Um, he wrote an article titled Saints Take Care of Business, Beat Dolphins 20 to Nothing in London. Uh, just pretty much summarizes the game the saints had when they defeated the dolphins which we'll get to in a minute very well structured i dig that he brought up adrian peterson and alvin kamara kind of the yin and the yang about who's doing the the new face doing better uh in a, in a new place and uh yeah just pretty much a summary article but but great stuff always like to highlight you know brand new writers uh on the squad uh and then the article i want to highlight for myself um is yep. titled sorry let me pull it up real quick Hey, it's all good. Oh, no. 
I'm, you see, I'm, I usually have it in my notes, but I must have accidentally. Here, we'll talk it. about anyway. anyway they'll hold find on, hold it. On. It's <laughs> called. Uh, it's called. Well, I know what the title is off the top of my head. I, I usually like save it in my notes, but I must have accidentally deleted it. Um, Confidence okay. resides in New Orleans once again. Is the title of the article pretty much talks about the 180 degree flip that the Big Easy has had from week two to week four, pertaining yep. the Saints and you know how poorly they did first two weeks and how great they've done uh, week three and week four getting two victories in a row. Uh, so I am, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Needed to write this article because I, I can just feel the shift in mood uh, in terms of you know, how, around, how Saints yeah. fans are feeling. So, uh, yeah, so be sure to go to whodaddish.com. If you're not living there, you should be because you got some fantastic stuff going on. Uh, always pumping out new stuff. Let's get into the biggest topic, the number one topic, the news. Happened yesterday very early, especially if you're on the West Coast like me. The game started at shut 6.30 out. in the morning. Uh, but the Saints marched into London and shut out the Dolphins. Uh, they won 20 to nothing, and that victory puts the Saints at... 23. Thanks again, uh, Will Lux. It's okay. The... Okay. <laughs> what? He missed, a field... he missed a field goal. Oh, did he? Yeah, he missed a field goal. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't... I think anyway, it's a forty-one yarder. Oh, so are you saying it should, it could have been twenty-three to nothing? Yeah, twenty-three. Oh, gotcha, nothing. I, gotcha. I'm taking all those points. Yeah, we can get to. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Anyway, uh, <laughs> Saints won twenty to nothing. Guess it, it should have been twenty-three to, to twenty-three to zero. Anyway, they got the shutout win. They are now two and zero all time overseas uh, in London. Uh, they're now two and two on the season, right at five hundred. We talked about this last week. If they went one and three, that's like getting fruitcake at your birthday, right? It's okay. I mean, like. <laughs> Obviously, not a lot of people like it, but it's something to work with. Two and two is like chocolate cake. You love it. You need it. So the Saints have dug yeah. themselves out of this hole, done it wonderfully. Uh, we're going to list some stats here as well. I'm going to list the uh, you know in-game stats, what the, the story behind the Saints' victory, and then Tyler's going to come in with some even cooler stats about the you know entire uh, Saints' season with some interesting stats. About yeah. So let's get into the in-game stats. Drew Brees, uh, our Lord and Savior, 29 of 41, 268 yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked once, oh, only once, and that's fantastic. Now, his his QBR was 54.1, which is really interesting. I, I don't get how they calculated that because 50 mm-hmm. is average. And I feel like with Drew Brees, he only had 12 incompletions from 41 attempts. He had 260-something yards, only got sacked once, had two touchdowns. I don't see how they only give him a 51, 54.1, but his uh, uh, passer rating, which is on a scale of 0 to 158.3, he was 104.5, a little bit better. So I uh, dig that. Great showing by Drew Brees, obviously. Uh, yep. Again, d- didn't have an interception, has had one all season. Um, the the running game is, when you look at the stats, it's interesting. Mark Ingram, 14 carries, 45 yards, still didn't have a touchdown, which is fine. Uh, still, you know, three yards per carry, That, that that's not too bad. It was kind of a workhorse load that he had uh, alvin kamara five carries for 25 yards he had a, a really nice 12 yard rush uh in the game as well ted Ginn jr had a rush for nine yards adrian peterson again I, I said this two weeks ago when we needed to you know dig ourselves out of that hole i said ingram and peterson if you want to make this work both of them need at least 10 carries a piece peterson wasn't getting the job done he only had four carries had four yards uh and he had negative two yards at one point in the game at uh, this point i honestly trade him uh, we can yeah. talk about this later, but I yeah. think he's not bringing anything to the team. There is an article on Who Died Dish by our own Roy Anderson talking about trading um, uh, Adrian Peterson. But, well, yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to that in a little bit later. Uh, yeah, Drew Brees almost had as many rushing yards as Adrian Peterson. He had three. Mm-hmm. So, um, Michael Thomas, eight receptions, 89 yards, one touchdown. Great to see. Alvin Kamara, 10, 
10 receptions, 71 yards, also had a touchdown. So Kamara is being used as a receiver, uh, at least, you know, maybe not lining up all the time, but he's at least catching the ball in the slot or out of the backfield uh, more effectively than any of us expected, honestly, and a lot of us expected a lot out of him. So the fact that he's outperforming, you know, and, and, and he's kind of, he's developed quicker than I was thinking too, in terms of, you know, his position in the offense. So I really dig that. Uh, Brennan Coleman had a catch for 31 yards. That was electrifying. Ted Ginn, Kobe Fleener, and Mark Ingram all had uh, at least two catches for at least 15 yards. So that's great stuff to see out of them. Uh, again, no turnovers. And uh, defense was great. Just all around great team effort. There, there was no one guy that really stood out other than Cam Jordan. I mean, if you watch Cam Jordan on film, he's always going to stand out. Uh, AJ Klein had a sack. He had four tackles, as did Cameron Jordan. Marshawn Lattimore was back. He played really well. Ken Crawley had an interception. Ken Crawley, yeah, an epic one. Ken Crawley might have honestly, like, kind of that. I know it was in the first quarter, but that was a clutch interception. It was in the end yeah. zone. It stopped a big drive, and it kind of set the tone for the team. And I, I granted, clutch is really used for late game plays. But, I mean, that was in the first quarter, and it really helped the team out a lot. So I'd say it's clutch. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, great all-around team performance uh, on both sides of the ball. Great stuff. Tyler, huh. give me some yeah. fire stats, man. Give me some Give me Some, interesting some fire stats, stats. Bro. okay. So this might take a little um, – because I have it a little bit everywhere right now. So I, it's funny. I've got it on my computer. I've got it on my phone. Okay, here. Let me pull up the first awesome stat. First off. Elvin Kamara currently has more receptions than Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas, Jordy Nelson, and you guessed it, Brandon Cooks. That's a pretty awesome stat to start you off with. I did not know that. Yeah, can you believe that? It's insane. So, right now, the the New Orleans Saints defense is 11th in the National Football League, giving up, uh, where was it? I just had it. I think it's only 19 points per game, I want to say. But yeah, we're doing really good as far as the defense goes. And uh, so I'll give you some other stats too. This is going to be in the article. I uh, will be out later this week, so look out for this. Right now, Alvin Kamara, our new Darren Sproles, is on pace for... He is on pace for somewhere around 60 attempts, 332 rushing yards, and four touchdowns uh, on the ground, and... 80 receptions for 558 receiving yards and four touchdowns through the air. So that would bring him, uh, for those of you who don't want to do the math, it's just under 1,000 yards total and just under 10 touchdowns at this current rate. So I'd say that's pretty good. Absolutely. And right now I also have Mark Ingram, too, if you want to. His numbers are a little bit, I guess you could say, underwhelming. It's probably just because of the split carries and everything. But right now, compared to last year, we had 1,043 rushing yards. At this point in time, he's uh, projected to reach 700. Wow. So just under 700 on 168 attempts. So, and when he starts scoring touchdowns, look at that too. But uh, some other stats for you guys. So, as far as the season goes for the Saints, the Saints are doing phenomenal right now. One stat that I love keep mentioning that no other team in the NFL can say they have right now is no other team has uh, has given up a turnover this year except for our New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are one of the first teams since so many years ago to not have a turnover in the first four uh, first four games, believe it or not. So, Drew Brees, the GOAT, the greatest of all time by Saints standards, of course. Right now, he is 105 for 100. Uh, he is 
105 of 152 for 100, ah, 1,135 passing yards. Right now, that ranks fourth among NFL quarterbacks. In front of him, you have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Carson Palmer. Behind him, you have Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, a bunch of other guys. As far as our defense goes, our defense is playing phenomenally. So, in our four games, the New Orleans Saints have uh, eight sacks, right? Yeah, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight sacks. Uh, one, two, three, four, five forced fumbles and four interceptions. Right now, uh, right now projected, I think they're projected to have around, uh, I think over, actually, no, wait, I'm sorry. We have 11 sacks. I did scroll down. We're projected to have around 44 sacks for the season. So considering last year, we only scrounged up 30. I'd say that's an improvement. And not to mention we have uh, a drastic more amount of interceptions than last year so far. So I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, I don't know. Other than that, everything looks pretty good. Right now, uh, uh, Michael Thomas is at 310 receiving yards. I mean, he's projected over 1,200 yards for the end of the season. I mean, wouldn't surprise me to see maybe Ted Ginn Jr., Brennan Coleman uh Get more yards too, and yeah, I don't know. So yeah, same I, stats. There you go. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to have a very quiet 1,000 yard season. Uh, he's not gonna. I, at least I don't see it happening. It, it very well could. He, he has the talent. We have the offense. I don't see him getting like a 200 plus yard game possible. Obviously, oh but, no, but he's averaging at least like 80, 90 yards a yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's he's getting it by a really good chunk. So he's eventually gonna have, I think, yeah, right around 12 or 1300 yards, like he's projected. That'll be nice. Mark Ingram is also pretty quiet, but he's been very productive. He's also great blocking. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons Drew Brees has, hasn't been sacked very often this season. He's um, been one of the lowest sacked quarterbacks this year. Can you believe that? Despite yeah. us losing Zach Streif and Tron yeah. Armstead. I, that, I can't believe that. That's the best part is the fact that we have two of our best tackles are out, and we're still getting uh, Drew Brees protection and time in the pocket. So, and we're getting them back, too. Hopefully. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tyler, overall thoughts on the game against the Dolphins? What did you like <laughs> out of it? Who impressed you? Uh, was there anything to worry about, or, or was it just mainly positives? Okay, so anything to worry about? I guess I'm going to say, I don't know. I, I, I guess the only thing that concerned me was, I'm assuming maybe it's just with the injury, is Willie Sneed didn't play. Uh, he came back, obviously, from his three-game suspension, and he uh, they did report that he had a hamstring injury, so maybe... They'll sideline him for a couple of weeks. We don't know. When we do, we'll let you know. But that's the only thing that really concerned me. Only, unfortunately, because it was a morning game, I had to work that Sunday. I only got to see the first half. What I saw from the first half, I think, was promisable. Obviously, the Saints kicked it up in the uh, later portions of the game. But from what I've been hearing and what I've been, you know, seeing stats-wise, things look pretty good. So, I, I'm, I'm encouraged. That's all I could say, you know. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely encouraged. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how the defense went from giving up 29 and 36 points respectively in the first two weeks to 13 and 0 respectively in weeks three and week four. Part of it does have to do with the Voodoo offenses magic. that we were playing. Um, you know, the Panthers aren't that great on offense, especially Cam Newton struggling so much, even though they did just beat the Patriots on Sunday, which we'll get to later on in our second topic. Uh, and then the Dolphins with Jay Cutler, even though they look great and, uh, you know, great in week one or week two for them, it was their first game. Uh, they haven't looked that well uh, over the past two weeks, uh, scored six points yeah. against the Jets and zero points against um, us 
uh, yesterday. So, um, but I do think it has to do with Dennis Allen running the correct packages and the correct uh, formations, along with the personnel is right. I mean, guys like Manti Teo, AJ Klein, they are thriving in their roles, and they're. But you know, it doesn't have to show on the stat sheet. It can show when you're watching film. Manti Teo and AJ Klein look really comfortable. Uh, special teams is doing pretty good. Um, we traded Stefan Anthony, and I think that that was a really, really, really he good move. One special team snap for yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah, and he hasn't been doing much, so you know his his NFL career might just be dwindling down. So the fact that we got him off the roster, just worry about the guys that we have who you know we know are actually going to make an impact. Fantastic stuff. Um, oh, and uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I found that stat a while back. Yeah, the New Orleans Saints are 11th in points allowed per game after four weeks. Doesn't say how many points per game, but it's still pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, as far as on the offensive side of the ball, everything is clicking. It, it, the The key is the protection for Breeze, and after that, we have the talent uh, and the receiver in the receiving core to make plays. Alvin Kamara is not looking like a rookie; he's looking like an absolute stud. Yep. And uh, obviously, Michael Thomas, like I said, he is quietly performing fantastically. He's going to have a very quiet quietly dominant season i guess if i had to word it like that uh, mark ingram again he, he's the workhorse he's our best back maybe get rid of peterson i don't know um let, let me actually ask that real quick obviously you want from what you said earlier best thing to do in your mind would to be tr- to trade adrian peterson yeah. i say give him at least a couple more weeks we have a bye well, week. i mean the thing is uh, we're just not even giving him snaps at this point yeah. i just figure obviously we know from mark ingram's history for example that he more times than not 60 40 he gets spanned up a bit so that's when you that's honestly where i think you utilize agent pierce the most is let's say you have a uh, mark ingram sit for a game or two that's where you say okay agent pearson here you take 15 20 whatever stamps mark ingram have got in this game you can have it for this game and we'll see how you do you know but yep. at this point i think it's just a matter of we're not utilizing him the only thing is, he, he's just Mark Ingram. He, he he's a more hard hitting Mark Ingram. But the thing is, though, unlike Mark Ingram, this is where this is where it really gets interesting. Mark Ingram not only blocks out of the backfield, but you can utilize him in the passing game. Neither of those things really apply for Adrian Peterson. So you figure, okay, if he's only good at running the ball, why don't we do that? Because he hasn't been hasn't been proven to be successful so far this year. Yeah, you know if I the issue is in the offensive line. Our offensive line is blocking great. You know, you think he would have been, he would have found a couple holes or would have done this, maybe that. You know, to get something, but he hasn't done it. Yeah, I just think at this point, give him to a team that needs it. You know, the Giants are struggling with uh, their running back situation. Dalvin Cook just tore his ACL for the Vikings. That'd be really funny if he went back. But they have um. Uh, what's his uh, name? The Vikings have another running back. They have Jarrock McKinnon, and um, they just signed Latavius Murray. Uh, in yeah, Latavius season. Murray. I was supposed to meet him, but he never showed up. That's this <laughs> uh, thing I was supposed to attend. So thanks, uh, thanks, Latavius Murray. Um, oh, but you, I forgot we never mentioned about though. Uh, who, who is your main person for the game? Who would you like the most? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly. If I if I had I, I would say Ken Crawley. It would definitely be Ken Ditto. Crawley. He came into this game. Uh, he wore a new number. He was forty six for like most of the all the preseason leading up to now. Wore number twenty. 
had a very clutch. And he he was undersized on that play. This was against Julius yeah. Tom or sorry yeah, Julian Thomas, end. a big tight end, really tall, oversized, and he was able to make a play on the ball. Granted, poor throw by Jay Cutler, but that's yeah, what you got to do Cutler. as a quarterback. <laughs> you just kind of have to you you kind of have to throw it up in that situation. So Crawley read that, got the pick. Like I said, set the tone, very clutch. Yeah, it would be kind. Is that same for you? It would be Ken Crawley. Um, I think it'd be Ken Crawler, but I think it, I also want to say just Marshawn Lattimore. Not because he isn't, not that he isn't meeting my expectations. It's just, it's something amazing to see that a rookie cornerback coming into the league, you know, because there were doubts saying, well, he hasn't played that much. Or, yeah. Yeah, remember, well, there were people talking about, well, he hasn't played a ton. We don't know if he's actually going to even start for the Saints. And to have him come in and just be impressive so far. Sure, he hasn't had any interceptions, but he doesn't need to be. I was talking with a fan about this earlier on Twitter. I, me, personally, I think he deserves Defensive Rookie of the Year. If he gets some interceptions, right now he's been shut down. He's been, right. by far, besides Ken Crowley, our highlight of our secondary so far. And I think he, I mean, he should be in the running for it if he had some interceptions. But what I've just been getting at is he's been playing phenomenal. And obviously it's expected, you know, first-round draft pick, you know, it's expected. But every week... Uh, it's almost like a given. You can put a little asterisk next to the game. Oh, yeah, Marshawn Lenmore is playing. You have a solid player right there who's going to do you justice, do you good. Yeah. So that would be it for me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, uh definitely needs the you know interceptions to get his stats up to be considered for defensive rookie of the year, but I totally agree with you. He's been playing great. Yeah, definitely Ken Crawley for me. Um, and honestly – uh, in terms of on the coaching staff who's been stepping up, it might be Sean Payton making some, like giving some more leeway to uh, Carmichael and Dennis Allen to actually coordinate instead of, you know, Payton overseeing everything. But mm-hmm. also you have to give credit to Carmichael for making fantastic play calls. Pete Carmichael, for those of you who don't know, our yeah. offensive coordinator. Uh, and then Dennis Allen, our defensive coordinator. Like I said, his personnel packages are great. Uh, he always he always finds the right coverages to, to do. I mean, he's at least been doing that for the past couple of weeks. They've adjusted, so whatever they're watching on film is great. Um, last little tidbit before we uh, go to a quick break and then move on yep. to the second and final topic of the day. Uh, the Saints, like we said, are 2-2 two and two going into the bye week. They are eating their chocolate cake. How well <laughs> off well, – two, two things, Tyler. How well off are they now, and mm-hmm. how – much does this help their season uh, granted we're only four games into the season but how big of an impact is this for the future of the season how, how well they go on for the rest of the year okay well let me first off say i think right now i think they're they're uh they're standing pretty good they're on some solid ground now i think uh, heading into this i think uh, i'm going to focus this mostly on the bye because this is where i see the season sort of like turning better for the saints it's already good now but it's going to get better so um Everyone thought, you know, heading into the season, the only main issue was the bye. You know, the Saints had a lot of tough uh, matchups the first few weeks, and then we had the bye super early. Now, mm-hmm. looking into what the Saints have done in the first, you know, the first couple weeks, it was okay, it was impressive that they went only two. Then to turn themselves around, given it was only the Dolphins and the Panthers, but to turn them, uh, turn the team around to get to a point where they're now at 500 right before the bye, I think it's a momentum shift. You. You look at a team that's confident now. We have a young defense who's playing confident. We have one of the youngest defenses in the NFL right now. And yet we are managing not only to produce several turnovers per game, but several sacks. We're, we're generating enough pressure. We're forcing the ball. I was seeing all over Twitter, for example, that 
man, these quarterbacks, these safeties are playing hard, you know. Yeah. That they're trying to strip that ball, rip that ball. They're ball hawks, and I love it, you know. And yeah. Okay, I'm getting off, I'm getting off topic, but I think um, I think it's huge for them right now because you look at obviously they have some tough teams left. It's only one quarter of the season away, uh, or we're already in one quarter of the season. But I think I don't know. I think this team's a lot better off reflecting. You know, that's what the bye week's for: getting healthy, reflecting on what you've done so far. And now that they've actually turned things around, they can still look at, okay, what we did bad, what we're working on, and what we can improve on to uh, head ahead to, you know, when uh, they're home versus the Lions next week. And here's a tidbit for you, too. Um, uh, Drew Brees, since he's joined the New Orleans Saints, is 8-5 and five after the bye week. Yep, so let's hope go. we get that. Win. That's the stat I was referring to earlier. 8-5 <laughs> after the bye week. Uh, but Detroit is also a very good team. Like I said, we'll preview that game next week. Uh, yeah, I think that they're uh, they are very well off. You can tell that they're being a lot more aggressive uh, on both sides of the ball. They're trying to get their own. They're trying to get in the bag, uh, you know, as people would say nowadays. And they, they, uh, but their schedule is really tough. Uh, at the beginning of the season, or you know, when the schedules first got released, we looked at it and said really rough four game stretch to start the season early by week. But then uh, you know, much easier schedule afterwards. It's both. Of the 12 yeah. teams that they play for the rest of the season, currently 11 of them are 500 or better. That includes the Bills and the Jets, uh, and I think that and the, the Rams the Lions, and the Rams, and I think that the Lions are a little bit better than uh, people expect. Again, people they always give us trouble. Good. It's the Lions; yeah. they've yeah. always been yeah really hard on. Them. Especially this year, I think that they're they're going to be really good. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be tough. But I think as long as they stay aggressive, play their own game, Drew Brees over the past two weeks has not had to come from behind and yet he's still nope. thrown the ball really really well uh so you know he's he's a lot more comfortable you can tell that he's he always progresses through his reads but he doesn't have to panic anymore due to the amount of yeah. time that he has in the pocket so that's fantastic once can Toronto... i tell you something really quick before we go to break you know i've been noticing the stats obviously we all do and i think this is a new type of Drew Brees we're seeing this isn't a Drew Brees. now obviously there's a big controversy about Drew Brees. How people say he stat, uh, he pads his stats, coming uh, late behind for the fourth quarter, and all that nonsense baloney. But you look at the stats right now; he's at he, he's projected around forty seven hundred yards. It's not it's not nearly five thousand, and it won't surprise me to see him not uh not lead the league in passing yards by the time it's over with, because you have people in front of him. But we're seeing a team that isn't coming from behind when winning. So I, I think he's throwing for 270 yards a game, which I think is great. But I, I just think it's a little surprising considering what we've seen in the past. He isn't throwing for 340, 350 a game because he doesn't need to. I think it's working out perfectly just the way they're running it, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, all right, so we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we are going to spend a couple of minutes talking about what else is going on in the NFL. And uh, both of us will give our... Um, top five current teams we think are the best in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, we'll be right back after these commercials. All right, guys, welcome back. Hope you missed us. I missed us. Uh, Tyler and I are going to take a look at the NFL as a whole for for just a couple of minutes. We're going to focus mainly on the NFC South, and then we'll spread out a little bit. Uh, But right now, the NFC South is the best division in the NFL in terms of record, in terms of talent, to be honest, as well. Uh, they are 10-5, and five, like I said, best in the NFL. Uh, Tyler, in your opinion, out of all of them, or out of, the, I guess, the other three teams, Falcons, Panthers, and Buccaneers, uh, who all have winning records, 
Who looks the best, and can the Saints keep up? Um. Okay. So who think? Uh, who I think looks the best? Uh, I I probably have to go with. See, it's tough because right now the Falcons by rights should be one and three. If uh, if Detroit didn't, I think it was Detroit. If Detroit wasn't six inches short on the goal line, they would have lost. And I think another instance, another one. If a player didn't drop a ball, they would have lost that time. They. They barely lost to the Bills, but the Bills have a pretty good defense, so I don't know. Now, with the Panthers, you figure we beat them, but they beat New England. So, But at the same time, it wasn't really close with New England, considering... I don't know. It wasn't really close. So, um, But then you have Tampa Bay, who... I don't know. They're good. At this point, I'd say it's anyone's race, to be honest with you. But I think the Saints shouldn't take any of their opponents lightly. You look at... Despite being 2-2... Two and two, they're still uh, very low down the lines in regards to their division and where they're sitting. So I think the Saints, regardless of who they're playing, whether that be the Bucks, the Panthers, the Falcons, they should take it all seriously and just wipe them out no matter what. Yeah, so. yeah. I definitely think right now I would say the best team, what we've seen on film, is the Buccaneers. Um, but obviously the the best team out of all of them is the Falcons. But yeah, they were really close to being beat by the Bears, and they were really close to being beat by the Lions, honestly could have lost either of those games it was honestly a coin flip at that point i definitely do think that the saints are going to be able to keep up they're already one and oh in the division uh it's awesome yeah which which is fantastic but that also means that we're gonna have to we still have to play the buccaneers and falcons twice who are the best teams in the division gonna make things a little bit tougher because they are pretty freaking good teams uh on paper on the field wherever it may be uh so so that's definitely gonna be tough um but again we'll have to wait and see. I do think, still, uh, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago as well, if the Saints wanted to make the playoffs, most likely they're going to have to be a wildcard team. I still think that's true. I still think the Falcons are going to win the division somehow. Maybe, maybe the Buccaneers. But either way, I think that the Saints are going to be tight in the second or third spot in in this division. Again, it's the best division in football, uh, talent-wise and record-wise. So, Tyler, that's mm-hmm. end the show by you giving us. Well, we'll each do it, but you first. Top five teams in the NFL currently right now. Give me your five. okay. Um, Bills, Chiefs, Broncos, and tell Eagles, me, and and tell mm-hmm. me why for each team a little bit. Okay. Um, here let me because uh, I I had it pulled up, but it's only showing me. Okay, here we go. So Bills, they have a really good defense. Offense surprisingly is scoring enough points to compete. Um, let's see. Chiefs, they're very good. They beat the Patriots uh, first off. They, they, they're they awesome, okay? Broncos, good defense. Trevor Simeon's playing pretty good football. Uh, let's see, the Eagles, right now they're on top of the division, and I just can't see uh, the Cowboys with their amount of losses or anything. I don't know. I feel like uh, the Eagles have really good defense, and what I've seen from the rest of the NFC East doesn't make me believe they're in competition and my fifth best team, I'd probably have to go with mm, the Saints. The Saints are awesome. They're there you playing, go. Uh, well, if you only grade them off of two two weeks, we're awesome. So yeah. The Saints. No, that's true. Not in any order, though, for those teams, by the way. How about you? Cool. Uh, I do have a top five, and I do actually have them in order. It was kind of hard to put the order, but I, I just did it anyway. I could have just left it, but I put them in order. Uh, five, number five. 
I have the Los Angeles Rams. I think they're looking great. I think Jared Goff is finding his groove. He's actually looking like a number one overall pick. They have the like weapons them around them. And w- anytime uh, you have a defensive coordinator like they do, uh, Wade Phillips, uh, I was spacing his name for a second. Anytime you have Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator, you're going to be a damn good team. Uh, fourth is the Steelers. Looked shaky against the Bears, bounced back, uh, and had a huge win uh, this past week, even though Antonio Brown was pretty frustrated. But they're a great team at home. Uh, if, if they're able to button up on the road a little bit more, they're, they're going to be really, they're going to be competing for the AFC championship game yet again. Uh, third team is the Denver Broncos. Uh, they had a really, really ugly loss against the bills. I guess it wasn't yeah. that ugly because the bills are actually really good. I would, I would say the bills are my Apparently sixth team. Yeah. Uh, the bills three and one. So Broncos had a, a bad home loss against the bills, but, uh, you know, you take that with a grain of salt and look at how the Bills are right now. And and you say, okay, that, that loss wasn't as bad as we thought. Totally shut the Cowboys out. They've been playing really good. Great defense. Yep. Second is the Eagles. I never would have thought I would be putting the Eagles like this. Yeah, look, neither have I. Their off-season ac- accusations of Alshon Jeffrey and LeGarrette Blunt beefed up that offense for Carson Wentz. And uh, I think that they have one of the better front sevens in the league as well they definitely do. one of they the do. better uh, offensive lines as well so they're winning games in the trenches number one team is probably going to be number one no matter what happens tonight unless they have some embarrassing loss but it's the kansas city chiefs they're going to be in a really good washington redskins team so if they win no matter about how many points if, if they're able to win this game that just bolsters their resume even more this is going to be a fantastic game i hope you guys are going to watch this game uh, on monday night because i think it's going to be really really good but yeah I, the chiefs alex smith is looking like prime alex smith and even even better than prime Alex Smith because prime Alex Smith was yeah. you know and the he best ended, we've ever seen Alex yes Smith. absolutely uh, you know when I th- and obviously Kareem Hunt you have to give a shout out to him he's going to win offensive rookie of the year if he keeps this up by a landslide um and on top of that when I saw that the Chiefs had cut Jeremy Macklin this offseason, I was like what are they doing it makes total sense though they got to keep their wide receiver Corey Young. Uh, and they also have to give more money on the defensive side of the ball. I think them losing Don Terry Poe kind of scared them. At least it scared their fans. Yeah. Uh, but their defense is holding up. They're doing great. I think that they have a great secondary as well, even with Eric Berry uh, out, unfortunately, for the rest of the season. Um, but, yeah, those are my top five. So, uh, cool. And I think that's actually all the time we have for today's episode. So, guys, thank you so much again for listening. Tyler, my man, world-famous yeah. outro. Give it to me. Okay, so before I give that world-famous title to everyone has been waiting for, we just want to take a moment, Day and I, to recognize the people that have unfortunately passed away in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, in case you didn't hear, there was a shooting at a concert uh, in Las Vegas where Dayton was actually in a month ago. Pretty crazy stuff, yeah. but uh, hundreds of people injured. Uh, over 50 people unfortunately passed away uh, from injuries sustained there. So we just want to, uh, you know, put our hearts out. We're with you, and we're here for you. So, um, but, yeah. okay, world-famous outro time. Da, 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 da. You can make sure to follow everything amazing here, the Who That Dish podcast, Who That Dish, Fanside, all that good stuff in multiple ways. You can follow us on iTunes, where the, we are now on iTunes, for those who are not aware. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter, that amazing little thing with the bird. Yeah, you can follow us there, too. So you can follow Dayton Brown at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our Who That Dish uh, official podcast account at the WDD Podcast. And make sure to check uh, check our podcast account because we are running a lot more polls now and everything going that way. 
And also, next week we are in the works of trying to hold something small together to get some sort of Saints fan on the show. It's not really a contest, but it's just our way of saying thank you for everything you guys have been doing. So look out for that. Make sure to just check out our rules on the Twitter accounts. But other than that, that's all I've got. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to have that fan on if it ends up working out the yep. way that I, I hope so. Obviously, some logistics go into that on top of trying to make sure that whoever does end up getting you know chosen to be on the show uh, is able to be on the show. It you know make sure the time adds up and everything. But I think that's going to be really exciting. If we don't make it work next week, we'll make it work some week very, very, very soon. Um, but yeah, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, all of our thoughts are with everybody affected by the Las Vegas shootings, uh, like Tyler said. Or I guess it was just one singular uh, event, so shooting. Uh, but yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Episode 16 is in the books now. Again, be sure to go to whodatdish.com. Whodatdish.com. If you don't live there, you should be, especially if you're a Saints fan. Again, thanks guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.